Welcome to Watching the Watchmen, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Watchmen on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 1, Episode 6, This Extraordinary Being. Uh, what do you think of this episode of Watchmen? Uh, very different. I mean, kind of a bottle episode, I guess. What would we, in Walking Dead terms, we'd refer to it as a bottle episode. But um, yeah. yeah, still interesting. I mean, we knew yeah. this episode was going to be weird, uh, given the events, or weirder than usual, uh, given the events of, of what happened. It was fairly clear that they were going to be doing something based around the memories after she swallowed that bottle of pills. Um, so yeah, I'm, I was kind of interested to see where they were going to go with uh this one but uh, it's a fabulous bit of writing from uh, Lindoff and Cord Jefferson I believe was the co-writer on this but again a fabulous bit of writing very cleverly writes around the book without altering anything um, even though that is a character which is directly from the uh, the book that it's by, you know Hooded Justice is, is a character that in, introduced in the Watchmen novel they very, very cleverly wrote around it and completely altered what we thought was the origin story for him. But because of of the way it's handled, it's done in an extremely intelligent and clever way and gives the character a really good backstory, which he didn't have before. So, Cool. Uh, So you thought the episode was was pretty good? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think this is a near perfect episode of television. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed throughout. Um, I think that yet again, as we've discussed with the Adrian Verdi episode and with the uh, is it Wade uh, episode, yeah, um, and obviously with the Laurie episode, so many examples to to come out with. This show is so good at the moment um, at. Being able to focus on one character but still keep the plot moving forward, still keep telling the story of the world of the Watchmen or whatever you want to sort of say about it. Um, and just this, I mean, they took it to another level with this episode because this wasn't simply just a, okay, we're going to keep telling the story of the Watchmen, um, but focus on one character. This was like, okay, we're going to literally connect two characters together who yeah. are obviously related and whatnot, um, but we're going to literally do that. Go to the past, tell a story in the past, basically, you know, the origin story of the Hood of Justice, and still, like, keep you engaged in the modern day, keep you guessing what's going on in both timelines. Um, I think the black and white scenes in this episode were, were phenomenal. Um, there's one particular shot that I've got to point out, which is when um, uh, Hood of Justice is jumping through that window, and, like, time slows down and stops, and then... Uh, was it you get the scene that's kind of is sort of almost paused in in midair? Yeah, and then you go over to the Hood of Justice, and it's um, it, Laurie's still trying to talk to Angela to get her to obviously respond from these pills, and the way that connects back and forth, I thought was phenomenal. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed with that whole scene. I mean, I was impressed with the entire episode, but specifically, I think they should get a lot of credit for how they pulled that off because you get in these really cool action scenes and whatnot, and then. Not only is that really, really great, but then obviously this character jumps out the window, it's all dramatic and everything, and then they just do this time freeze thing, and, uh, you know, this glass is shattering, and they're, they're, you almost have Laurie speaking through Will to Angela, the way that yeah. the, the eyes kind of move in that scene, I, I, th- I thought this episode was absolutely phenomenal, um, 
And uh, I mean, I say near perfect because obviously, I, I, as I've always said, and I think you can uh, agree, nothing in this industry is perfect because everything kind of has flaws. I can't specifically think of too many flaws of this episode, but um, yeah, I I, I was re- really quite stunned at the episode. So uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, just again, just their ability to keep focusing on separate characters, but not make it feel like, oh, you know, we haven't seen Angel for two weeks or we haven't seen Laurie for two weeks or Wade for two weeks or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, and I know, obviously, we didn't see Adrian in this episode, but I didn't kind of miss him because the story mm. they were tra- telling with Will and Angela was just so engaging. Um, it was only when I tell you what, it was only when uh, I listened to uh, Bold Moves Instant Take when they went uh, when Aaron on that podcast mentioned, "Oh, Adrian Verdi isn't in this episode." I went, "Oh yeah, he's not in this episode." <laughs> yeah, uh, no, until uh, you mentioned you, it, then I hadn't really. Yes, I hadn't even yeah. realized. But yes, mm-hmm. you're quite and, right; he's not. And for one of the characters, has been such a highlight. Obviously, for you know weird reasons, but one for the, for one character who's been such a massive highlight for Adrian Verdi, obviously Jeremy Irons, to take him out of the episode and me not even notice is is really quite something. So. Um, yeah. I've been, I mean, I've been really, really enjoying this series so far. But this episode, I think, was just beyond what they've done so far. So, uh, yeah. yeah, don't know what other words I can say to to clear up my uh, my praise for the episode. So, uh, cool. What we're gonna do um, is, yeah, what, what was I gonna say? I was just gonna say, uh, probably should give a shout out to the cinematographer for that episode because that's yeah. uh, Gregory Gregory Middleton. He's also he's one of the Game of Thrones cinematographers. Uh, also did sense. the killing. Um, did fringe as well for a number of episodes and a whole bunch of other things, but uh, yeah, just just a definite shout out to him for this episode because it's phenomenal, phenomenal work. Certainly, yes. Um, cool. We're going to go into some housekeeping. It will be the same thing from Walking Dead. That will be changing next week because we won't have a Walking Dead podcast next week. Um, but if you listen to that, it's going to be the same stuff because it's the same content. And um, we'll see you, all, of course, on the other side for uh, more Watchmen discussion. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, a few bits of content as of just this morning, just a few hours ago. Uh, a couple of Star Wars things uh, I, I released today. Uh, one is a, not necessarily a podcast, let me explain what this is. I did a Let's Play Sunday episode for Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is of course the new Star Wars single player AAA game from EA. Um, and towards the end of the video I just started talking about Star Wars. And then as I was talking about Star Wars I thought, okay, I should probably take this audio from this video and release it in a podcast form. 
so that's just what that is uh, so instead of leaving it kind of stranded in the video form which everyone not, might might not watch uh, I thought I'd include it in you know our podcast feeds all that sort of thing uh, that is now out and available the, Le- the Let's Play Sunday episode itself is going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks so look out for that but uh, yeah go and have a listen to that if you want to hear me I've never really talked about Star Wars to that degree on a podcast before not in, in that sort of way so if you want to hear my thoughts on just some loose star wars conversation you can go and listen to that if you want to as well um did a le- uh, a uh, first impressions video for star wars fallen order uh, i've never come across spoilers in a first impressions video before but did on this particular occasion obviously i won't say that's what the spoiler is that would be pretty stupid um but i thought i would put spoilers in the title because a spoilery thing happens and I need to give kind of a warning for that. It's kind of unusual that in the first 30 minutes there is something that happens in the game. But uh, yeah, if you want to go and check that out, obviously if you've seen the game or you've played it or whatever, then you probably know what the spoiler is already. But you can go and watch that if you want my first impressions as well. Uh, Brassic is a Sky One uh, comedy starring Michelle Keegan and uh, I think it's Joseph Gillen. Um, who was in Misfits and some other stuff. He was in uh, Preacher as well, I think. He played, what, the vampire yes. character or something? Yes, um, yes. Yeah, this is a yeah, comedy on Sky One and Now TV. It's on Now TV at the moment. Uh, and that's, of course, another segment from Entertainment Talk TV, episode 27. So if you want to have a listen to that, that's for, of course, season one, episodes one and two. There's six episodes in the season. I haven't seen the other four yet. But that's my spoiler-free impressions on those two episodes. And, of course, if you want to listen to all the segments from Entertainment Talk TV, episode 27, then go and check out that particular podcast. Uh, I did a podcast about uh, James Bond. I picked out nine different actors uh, who could potentially play James Bond in the future. Some are much more likely than others in the list. Um, but yeah, with Bond 26, potentially not having Daniel Craig there, because I think 25 is supposed to be his last one, although he said that last time, so we'll see. Uh, but eventually he's going to need True. to give up the role, eventually. Uh, but whoever it is next, I discussed who those people might be. Uh, Man United drew 3-3 to Sheffield United and pretty much lost the game due to one of the clearest handballs I've ever seen, uh, which is very unfortunate, but uh, an eventful game nonetheless. Of course, if you want to check out the highlights, just search for Man United on YouTube and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, We pretty much got robbed, so (laughs) that's that. Uh, We play Aston Villa on Sunday away that we are the next game that I'm covering. We are playing against, I think it's Astana. Uh, tomorrow in the Europa League but we've already qualified for the Europa League so that game is basically a friendly at this point so I won't be covering that game but I will be back to discuss whatever happens against Aston Villa on Sunday. Uh, speaking of football, another Let's Play Sunday's episode for FIFA 20. You can check that out. Uh, Frozen 2 has been recently released from Disney. Of course, the 2019 sequel follow-up to the 2013 hit. Uh, so you can check out what I think of Frozen 2. Uh, good Place, a good talk um, podcast, of course, for The Good Place. Uh, has had its mid-season finale as well. We're getting into that kind of period of the year where things are starting to actually end. Uh, of course, season 4, episode 9 is the mid-season finale. And it will be back, I believe, January 10th, 11th-ish uh, in the new year. So check out The Good Place when it comes back as well. Uh, random gaming talk last week we talked about some new crush bandicoot rumors for a potential new game in 2020 which obviously has me excited uh which might be announced potentially at the game awards speaking of the game awards we talked about this year's nominations for of course game of the year and everything else so we checked we talked about that and we also discussed uh xo19 xo19 is this year's xbox fan event it was held i think in london uh, and they obviously, they obviously talked about announcements games game pass etc so we discussed that as well uh, watching the Watchmen will be back in a little bit to talk about season one, episode six. Uh, it might be out by the time you listen to this because I don't know when you're going to listen to this. But uh, season one, episode six is going to be the next episode. But we've of course covered all the episodes so far for Watchmen, and that's what we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. 
Alright, so that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org, of course. Uh, cool, so in the cold open, American Hero Story uh, presents a scene of Hooded Justice being interrogated uh, by two FBI agents who try to blackmail him into recovering uh, film from Captain Metropolis. Um, that purposely has uh, Metropolis having a gay relationship with a man uh, who looks like J. Edgar Hoover and Hooded Justice beats these two men up. Um... Yeah, interesting little start, interesting kind of weird start. Obviously, then later on throughout the episode, we get the whole Hood of Justice sort of thing. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, this was kind of the one thing there in the entire episode that stuck out as just a little bit just different. But I suppose it's to do with the whole Hood of Justice and everything. Well, um, but but yeah. I still found it uh, quite interesting. So yeah, um, it's well, it's sort of supposed to be different because the American Hero story thing is is this kind of um, yeah. TV adaptation of what they believed the heroes were like uh, back in the day, because the American Hero story is about is a is a a, a TV series based on these kind of original hero characters. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yes, it does stand out as as a sort of a different thing. But it was an interesting way of opening it up, uh, and then you see the genuine origin story as the episode goes through, uh, which is of course very very different. So. Yes, it was it was quite interesting to see that, I thought. Mm, yeah, and the way that they transitioned from that to actual modern day was, was kind of cool. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, still... Did you, did you, I'm a person who's a fan of, like, standout intros to shows. Um, did, how are you feeling about the show? Because we're six episodes in and we don't really have, like, a you know theme tune and intro and that sort of thing. Um, and all, all we kind of get each episode with this show is, like, the logo. Um, yeah. What would you kind of think of that? I know you're not I'm, quite as much of an intro no, person, I per mean, se. I, I like a good intro. I mean, there are right. some great intros out there, particularly if the music's like good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Americans is one that stands out because the soundtrack to that is is fantastic. Um, and uh, the, so there there are great things. It, it sort of suits it. The way that they do this, I think, is quite nice. It's got a kind of lost feel to it. And they also, they bury the kind of intro titles usually within the picture somewhere, um, yeah. you know, the episode name yeah. in the picture somewhere, which is really quite nice. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it not having an intro. Um, just as a side note, by the way, there is, that I, I spotted a story earlier uh, talking about Damien Lintoff and um, he's he's coming round to the possibility of doing a second season. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I show. mean, yeah, well, basically, yes. He's sort of. I wanted. He's basically said, "I want. I want the first series to all go out, and then we'll look at it, and and we'll decide if I can find a story that works." Because I think you know he's got to be very careful. Oh yeah, with yeah. Whether he whether he decides to take this forward and and what he's going to do if he's going to do it, but uh, but yes, it, it looks like a second season could potentially be on the cards. I don't think it will come immediately no. if it happens it's likely to be at least two years you know it's it's probably going to be one of those hba series that comes every other year but if mm. they do do it but yeah um so um, mm-hmm. I, be interesting hbo's got kind of they're at that point where i mean hbo max isn't even there yet but they're at that point where they've got enough really big series that they let's say you have four of them and you rotate two of them each year so sort of thing. yeah like like how um 
Westworld wasn't on this year, and then there'll be no Game of Thrones next year, but Westworld will be back, and then there'll be no Watchmen next year, but then it might be back the year after, who knows. Um, yeah. But obviously with HBO Max, they're going to have a whole bunch of other originals, because that's what we need, is more TV <laughs> in, yeah. in this day and age. Uh, as long as it's good, that's all that matters, but um, yeah, I, I get what you mean. And that's, that's interesting with uh, Lindelof's comments there. Um, I mean... Would it be the case that if he did do a second season and he got more into original TV content maybe that it, he might get more potentially criticised from that due to like Lost I suppose because that was obviously original story and uh, would <sighs> Well I mean this is an original story. I know there are, it, it's there adapted are from like a existing IP so. Yeah um, and I, I think that's slightly his concern is is finding a story which obviously doesn't tread on any of the original ip again but you know because it's been so carefully crafted this to to make sure that it doesn't step on anything it's a continuation but it also pulls elements out of the original book as well Mm -hmm. um sometimes directly sometimes by remolding the ideas that were in the original book into an entirely new format so it's very very clever in the way that it's crafted and I can sort of see how he might think, well, I've managed to do that once. Maybe I don't want to try doing that again. Um, I think there was some talk of him possibly doing it more as an anthology thing as well, where we maybe yeah. you have an entirely different set of characters and an entirely different setup. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll yeah, see whether li- it comes a little while off yet, but we'll see yeah. what he yeah. decides, obviously. So, yeah. Um, Cool. In the present, uh, Laurie tries to get Angela, uh, get yeah, get Angela sign uh, to sign a waiver. Sorry for medical care, so that they can um, get the nostalgia out of her system. The whole pumping thing uh, before it sets in. But Angela slips into a lucid dream. She experiences uh, Wall Reeves's uh, memories as one of the first black officers in the New York police force. These are um intermingled with memories from the uh, 1921 race riots as well as laurie trying to wake angela up which we kind of cut to uh every now and again um mm. yeah i i think it specifically with um that there's certain points when you see obviously we're, we're getting flashbacks obviously with will and whatnot uh that there's certain points when they ch- literally change will's body to angela and kind of play the same scenes i think they they kind of yeah. connect that together really really well uh there's actually a particular scene where um someone walks out of a door somewhere and then there's like a door in the, in kind of the middle of the street yeah. and uh like she kind of walks out of that and stuff i i just think that they handled everything here really really well so um yeah what, what did you think of like i guess angela actually slipping into this particular dream coma sort of state yeah this was really nicely done like you so say there, there was those sequences where you got you know, bits and pieces of Laurie trying to wake her up. You got mm-hmm. bits and pieces where it was it was Angela, and that happened kind of less as we got further into it as yeah. well, yeah. Um, which makes sense. So it was it was just very very cleverly put together, I thought, um, and and that that mixture of of jumping backwards and forwards, sort of you know being a little bit all over the place at the start, and then it, it came into being more of a coherent timeline as you got into it it mm. was it was just brilliantly done it was indeed uh after attempting to arrest fred a white shop shopkeeper for setting fire to a jewish jewish bakery uh will is warned not to interfere 
and be aware of the Cyclops, uh, his has, has it whispered to him, uh, and finds Fred walking um, three hours later. There's obviously there's something going on here. Uh, as he walks home, other white officers abduct him, cover him in a hood, and uh, attempt to hang him. But just before he chokes to death, they cut him down and warn him not to interfere again. Um, yeah, one thing that, uh, obviously, there's a whole lot of political discussion around this show, obviously. Um, yeah. Some is makes more sense than others, because that's just the day and age that we live in, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I think that they, that there was a there was this YouTube video that got posted in, and unfortunately I didn't actually watch it, but I quite liked the title. It sort of said that uh, Watchmen isn't supposed to be sort of, I can't remember the exact title, but it was like, Watchmen isn't supposed to be sort of apologetic to you. It's supposed to just be like, here's what this is. And yes, here's the, I guess, the racism on display towards black people. And we obviously see that in this episode with literally the scene that I just read out. And um, I mean, at certain points when Will is going to the police station and they're like, you know, we, we want you to just like, don't, don't, don't interfere with this sort of case. And just seeing them try to sort of brush him aside. Um, and I do think in this, you know, the 2019 culture that we live in or whatever, it's still important to show and not shy away from, like, how bad things... I mean, things are still really yeah. bad. There's, there's still a lot of racism in, like, football and things like that. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago in the England-Bulgaria game, I want to say, um, there, there was, like, racist shouts towards, like, Raheem Sterling and things like that. So um, there's still some of it going on. Obviously, some of it isn't as bad as, again, what I just described. But I think they're handling that pretty well, so... Um, yeah, what do you think of, I guess, him almost getting himself killed? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. You, you know, particularly in something like this, where you're, you, you know, it, it's set in a historical setting as well. Particularly mm. with this, and are you, are you not supposed to show that sort of stuff? Particularly as part of the main story was based around the this race riot. That was the the thing that kind of kicked everything off. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with showing stuff like that. You need no. to show, if... yeah, you need to show some context towards it, and I think they do that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and and it's not like things like this didn't happen in places in America at the time because yeah. they did. We know yeah. they did. So I, yeah, that that seems a perfectly fair thing to to put on screen. Um, yeah, and and uh, again, this sort of leads into the origin story stuff, which right, the hood thing we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, so yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I I still think it's important not to shy away from stuff. I mean, even in um, you know, unbelievable, the uh, scripted show based on the the real events thing. Obviously, that's a little bit different. It's based on actual real events, but when sometimes when you come across a really really sensitive topic, you know, racism, rape, and uh, there's a whole bunch of others you could pro- probably name. Uh, sometimes it is important, dep- depending on the story that you're telling, I suppose, um, how much you do and don't want to shy away from the story. But given how extreme this situation is for Will, I think it's important to show it uh, kind of in mm. its full form. So, um, yeah, again, we, we still deal with racism, racism in 2019. I just gave an example of Sterling and uh, it, yeah, it, yeah. it hasn't just been that uh, England game recently. There's been a bunch of racism in in football so it's, it's a shame you know it's only football but uh these things still happen so yeah. uh leaving the noose on and carrying the hood after of course he gets let go uh will, will walks home that was very difficult to say will walks home but observes a young couple being attacked by uh, some thugs donning the mask still he uh rescues the couple who thank him for the help and uh news of his deed is covered in the newspapers making him a hero of course because he's just saved someone's life 
Uh, Will's wife June, who uh, was the young baby he rescued uh, of the out of Tulsa, which we kind of need to talk about that in a minute. How weird that all is. Uh, convinces Will that he should uh, use his anger to fight for justice, uh, since the law uh, can't always do it. And then we'll talk. We'll carry on this uh, paragraph in a minute. Yeah, didn't quite really realize that whole relationship thing that we've uh, got going on. Um, that's very very strange. <laughs> yeah, a uh, bit, uh, bit Game of Thrones esque there, obviously with uh, Jamie and Cersei, the get the Game of Thrones example. But I hadn't quite until they kind of spill spelled it out a little bit. I hadn't quite clocked that like, oh, it's the the two characters from earlier in the show. So no, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, in, in tr- I, I really like the uh, the action scenes they got here. Obviously, him starting to to fight for justice and whatnot, and it, it it's really I don't really recall. If it's happened before, I mean, there's a dozen comic book characters, so it might have happened to somebody. But to where you actually leave the hood and the rope that you had on from when you were almost killed, but you turn that into your mask, your part of your outfit. Yeah. As well as the noose. Obviously, the hood is a, a bit of a different thing, but he literally keeps kind of the noose on as well and uses that as well. That turns him into the hood of justice. Uh, is there any similar characters that have had things like that happen? I know, obviously, you know, Batman's had his parents killed and. Spider-Man had his his uncle die, but in terms of uh, characters wearing what they were attacked with, essentially, I don't really... I I can't think, at least, of a comic book character that's had that really happen to them. No, none none immediately leaped to mind. Um, I mean, again, this is is sort of an interesting thing, because Hooded Justice, I mean, in in the comic books, um, or, you know, in the original graphic novel of, of Watchmen... Um, Hooded Justice is like the the first hero. That is all all still there. He his identity in the book is never actually revealed. There are suggestions hmm. of who he might be, but um, and and one of the suggestions is actually that he's German and he's a a strong man from Germany. He's one of the things that that they, they one of the people that it's suggested he might be, but it's never actually confirmed. So this is what I mean about Lindelof's writing with this mm-hmm. is incredibly clever because he's managed to kind of go through the entire book and pick little threads that he can pull out and expand on without interfering with any of the stuff that's actually already in the book that's established history in the book. So he's been very, very clever with this. Um, and I've, the the other thing, of course, is that in the book the the suggestion that he is this this strong man uh is a white guy and it actually makes far more sense giving him uh, this backstory that it is a a black guy that has taken on this noose and this hood because given the period that they're living in that that sort of makes a little bit more sense I think as a, as a backstory to him and the fact that they sort of white out his eyes. So you can't tell who he is, mm-hmm. um, all that sort of stuff. I, it's, it's very cleverly done. Um, so yeah, I'm, I was really impressed with how he managed to pull that together and how he came up with the idea of, okay, this is the backstory I'm going to give him. I, and it gives a, a decent convincing backstory to a character who was a fairly minor player actually in the, in the 
book um because you know he's long since gone by the time that the you know there's sort of two generations of heroes in the same way that you know in dc you have a kind of golden age of heroes and like the justice society then you have the the justice league um you have a sort of golden age silver age and sort of modern age that they were sort of the, the original group of heroes and justice um was part of that um so he's not a character who is like one of the main players in the current in the book. He's one of the historical characters. Hmm. Uh, so so he's sort of a mu- very minor character in the book. But I I thought do, giving that an interesting twist on the backstory was was very very clever bit of writing and and make perfect sense. Um, that, and and it was it was really nice to see that on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. You mentioned the whole um, you know paint over the eyes kind of thing because it's kind of another you know Oliver Queen Angela sort of thing where you, you just kind of paint over your um, sort of yeah. over your face or well, not your whole face, just where, where your eyes are, that kind of thing. Uh, obviously, we see that a bit later on with uh, his son and whatnot. So, mm. uh, Will takes on the uh, persona of Hooded Justice. He finds uh, the, uh, the KKK are behind uh, Cyclops. Uh, but does not know the extent of their pain. Will and June are met by uh, Nelson Gardner, who says he speaks for the Minutemen, uh, who are interested in in interested in inviting uh, Hooded Justice to the group. June uh, strongly opposes this, but Will takes this up, uh, and he and Nelson are having sex in the, like the, literally the next scene. Uh, and Nelson revealing himself as Captain Metropolis uh, cautious Will. Uh, about uh, staying in costume around the other Minutemen as well, uh, to do with his identity and all that sort of thing. Yeah, kind of crazy the way they cut between, you know, they're just having this conversation around dinner and then they're having sex in the next, it literally the next scene, like, yeah. uh, 30 seconds later. But, um, yeah, interesting bit of development with that. Uh, I don't know what we can g- gather I, from I, this particular relationship, but uh, obviously, you know, we see what we see on screen. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's... It's one of those things that seems a little jarring when you you see it because you, you know there's no development to that right, relationship. It just it's just yeah. it just sort of happens, and whilst historically that is in there as well, and it's stuff in, in the book, and we see it in that opening, you know, albeit in a very kind of you know different done in a different way. We see and mention the fact that he'd been in this relationship. Uh, you don't see any of that development of that relationship, but I'm not sure how important that would have yeah be to expand that out it's just like oh okay so yeah he's kind of bi because he's got this relationship with this woman and he's now sleeping with this guy uh so yeah i mean i I, I, that that was like was maybe a little bit jarring the way that they did that but again you're in memories yeah you're in somebody's memories so it's sort of maybe it makes sense that 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 there wasn't anything, any kind of setup between like the meeting and suddenly in bed together. Mm-hmm. It's almost a little bit explained after that, just because of them, like uh, him saying about his identity and things like that. Yeah. Um, just, just kind of the way it gets almost revealed post that scene. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, slightly strange, but again, still a phenomenal episode. So uh, yeah. years passed uh, and Will and June have a child Will continues to investigate uh, Cyclops with no luck a major incident takes place at a movie theatre where black people uh, attacked each other yeah where the, where black people uh, attacked each other um, as Will 
uh, interviews a survivor, he sees a man uh, taking the projector out of the theatre and realises that Cyclops is attempting to brainwash uh, black people into violence uh, using a hip- hypnotic. Is that how you say that word? Hypnotic. Uh, hypnotic, yes. yeah. Effect uh, in the theatres. He tries to get uh, the Minutemen to help, but Captain Metropolis waves off his concerns. As Will watches the warehouse, uh, Fred approaches him and th- further just degrades him and insults him on whatever, and then he shoots him, thankfully, uh, mm-hmm. and then rushes uh, to the warehouse, uh, killing everyone inside in really, really good scenes. Uh, he sets the corpses and building on, on fire uh, after re- recovering one of the cameras. Uh, let's stop there. Uh, I really, really enjoyed, like, um, this guy's just giving him grief, and I was like, is this character? I was like, is Will gonna shoot this guy? Because I think he's kind of yeah, sh- yeah. should shoot this guy, and then he did, just kind of like mid sentence. Um, really cool scenes, just him kind of going into this building and um, just kind of taking everyone out, and then he sees this guy obviously. And uh, I-, I like the kind of the really mini. This is really like one of the smallest twists the show has done, but uh, and it's not even really a twist, just sort of a scene twist. He goes to shoot the guy. He's actually out of ammo, and he's like, shit, I have to kind of. Uh, figure out yeah, immediately what to, what to do here and choke him out just really like that just a little change of, of effect of making him kind of think on the spot a bit more because like what about if he shoots him and then the guy turns around for some reason or something but uh yeah um one thing i do think the show has been lacking slightly is just a bit more action because uh, you know we do have watchmen we do have vigilantes i feel like we've been lacking that just slightly and this episode really brought a lot of that back uh into the show specifically with um this whole warehouse invasion scene uh so i really quite enjoyed that and obviously it's not so much fist to fist with that one but it's more uh just shooting these guys and taking them out i thought it was brilliant mm. so what would you think of the whole warehouse invasion yeah i mean it was a great sequence i'm i'm not overly concerned about the the action we've had some good action sequences I know we've not had as much sort of straight comic book kind of action sequences, which mm. is this is a bit more of that. But um, overall, I've not been too concerned with the the lack of action. I, I know what you mean, but um, I I'm quite invested in the story anyway, so I'm not too concerned that we haven't had like huge action sequences all the time. It was nice to see this though, and uh, it shows to goes to show the brutality of hooded justice which is one thing that has come across you know and it was something that was mentioned in the book and it is something that you know they're playing on in the american horror story american hero story sorry as well did you say american horror story i did yeah. american yeah. hero story right uh so it's, yes it is something that they're playing on with that as well as uh, this sort of um uh you know he he is quite a brutal um, vigilante mm. so and, and this sort of goes to to carry that on um yeah it, it was a great sequence and the whole idea of them using the cinema cameras to brainwash people there's a sequence as well where they sort of introduce him as part of the uh minutemen group and you know he's trying to explain that that what the yeah what the actual problem is it, it, it was quite an interesting just very slight scene where he's sort of been introduced as the minute men and he's about to sort of say hey you know we're going after this group called cyclops and uh it's at that point that uh the other character captain metropolis steps in and makes up this big story about you know invading aliens or whatever it was it was some outlandish thing about how they were going to you know they were saving people from whatever whereas 
and and from that you kind of get the impression that Nelson is only really into this for the glory. You know, he's not actually really into it to help anybody. He's into it as as a fun thing that he does because he's rich and he gets to dress up in costumes and pretend to be a hero. Mm. Whereas Hoodie Justice is very much, you know, he is there to help people. He is there to do the right thing. He is there to to stop these things going on. So when a genuine crisis comes up and he calls Captain Metropolis and says, hey, you need to come and help me with this. He just waves him away mm. about it, you know. So, yeah, yeah it's it's um, it, it's a very very tiny little scene, but it's quite. It, it does tell you a lot about that group of so-called heroes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very good. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the scene. So, uh, isn't written here in my notes about the uh jumping through the window scene but um i think we've talked about that already a bunch i thought it was probably the best yeah. shot of yeah. the episode if not probably the whole series um and uh yeah just uh, the the lead up to that as well when he's taking these guys is is taking these guys out in the back and uh um what was it there's this little kind of not a brick there was this other like brick shapes sort of thing that he like, he just throws at this one particular guy and he just goes flying. I thought that was brilliant as mm. well. Uh, do, do you remember the, the bit I'm talking about? There's this little brick thing that he kind of picks up and throws it at yeah. uh, someone's head. I thought that just those little kind of action scenes I really, really enjoyed in this episode. So, um, yeah, that was great as well. But uh, when he returns home, he sees his son dressing as uh, Hoodie Justice and tries to stop him. Uh, he tries to you know, stop his son. Uh, June pushes him away and tells him uh, she and her son are returning to Tulsa and warns Will uh, not to come near them again. So, yeah, bit of a sad thing, the way that all kind of happens. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll see, obviously, if... I mean, this is, do you think this is the only bit we're going to get of Will's past? I mean, we just got pretty much an entire episode of it, so... Um, I, I don't know that they go back to this this plot line. Although they, ha- they have done flashbacks throughout most of the season so far. So well, I mean the the continuation of of that sort of story is mm-hmm. and and the thing with Hoover being involved and Hoover mentioned at the start, Hooded Justice actually vanishes, which is why nobody knows a huge amount about him, yeah. uh, because Hooded Justice just disappears. Um, because they are there's this sort of i think it's a registration act that they try to bring in and rather than reveal who he is hooded justice just stops being hooded justice and just disappears which sort of explains why nobody knew who he was and why will's history is such a mystery so yeah yeah uh yeah that's pretty good stuff uh in the near present uh the old will uh sets out to uh spike the the stripes to to, to stop a uh, judge calf which we saw in the, uh, the yeah uh, the spike pilot. strip so yeah that thing uh, using a hypnosis device based on film projectors hence the callback to uh, the scene that we just read out a minute ago uh, he coerces a uh, judge to um, talk to him uh, judge trying to argue um, he keeps his grandfather's KKK outfit in his secret closet to respect his legacy so we get a Small. I don't know whether it's believable, but explanation for that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but Will considers um, all this part of Cyclops and brainwashes Jug to uh, hang himself, and that's obviously the scene revealed in full from the pilot. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you believe Judd about? I was just keeping this outfit for the <sighs> this legacy thing. 
it's a little weird. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's like people that you know, uh, you find your your I don't know grandfather was a captain <laughs> in the Nazis and keeping his Nazi uniform. It's just odd, mm-hmm. you know. It's not really something that you should be respecting as a legacy, surely. Um, so I, yeah, I'm I, I'm not entirely sold on that i mean maybe maybe it's true but i it's it's a little strange um and you can sort of see why will probably doesn't buy it so yeah um mm-hmm. i'm glad we finally got something on that but whether or not you believe that is a different uh case but uh yeah i i don't think i quite believe it either there's pro- i think we're gonna get more information on that maybe and it was a little bit sort of oh yeah it's just for this and then that was that was kind of it but uh yeah what what do you think of i guess the explanation that this is how we killed judd was by i I like that i like that as an explanation because you know we've had the whole episode sort of explaining where he got technology and how he actually did it so i I like that i think that actually makes sense Mm -hmm. um the yes the the kkk outfit and the reveal it's weird because i I'm not entirely sure with that because it Judd didn't seem to be racist as far as you could tell. So the no. the whole keeping the KKK outfit to respect the legacy seems a bit odd. But I, yes, I don't know. Um, but yes, in terms of Will actually killing Judd, that I I rather like that because it makes sense how the old man in the wheelchair could actually do it. I think I that as an explanation I'm I'm okay with that. I think that works. Yeah, I like that part of this reveal, but again the outfit thing is is questionable. So Yeah. Um yeah, do you think we'll ever get maybe they'll never do a flashback of Will and his um who is it, his grandfather? And maybe something something about that, maybe. Maybe. Um, which again if they do it as a kind of sort of bottle bottle episode style, they've clearly proved they can do that this season, so maybe even might see something to do with that. I don't know maybe but, uh... i mean we have only got like three episodes left so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know whether we'd i i think you're probably going to end up going back to the main story for the last three episodes but um yeah. so you may get a little background of of judd and and you know the connection to cyclops in there because i think that i think will's probably right there is some connection to cyclops in there i just can't quite see exactly what that necessarily is but i'm I'm sure we'll we'll get to that. I'm sure mm-hmm. somewhere. Yep. Uh, but that's that scene. Uh, Angela is brought out of her dreams finally, yeah. uh, finding herself at Lady Tro's uh, headquarters, uh, headquarters or quarters, whatever. Uh, who has been watching over her? So they managed to get her out of the cell. Uh, we didn't see exactly what happened. Obviously, we do at one point actually see um, what is the husband's name? I keep forgetting his name. Angela's. Yes, husband. when he tries to talk of i can't yeah. remember his name either but but yes you you see him trying to talk her uh out of the coma mm-hmm. um, like a bunch of trigger words and and things like that yeah yeah we're sort of trying to remind her who she is and that sort of stuff and then when she she's in lady true's uh quarters you she's a, got like pumps and stuff coming off her so presumably they kind of pump the her system to get the drugs out of her yeah um i wonder how that worked though in terms of because uh 
Laurie was trying to wake her up and said, you know, I can't sign this without you. So how how did that work exactly? My, my guess is if she's incapacitated and there is, and Lady True comes and says, I think I've got a solution for this. Hmm. Uh, the husband could probably sign it to, to say, you know, he's probably the primary um, controller of her care at that point if she can't sign it herself. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like next to kin sort of thing. Yeah. Next to kin. Um, cool, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, end of phenom- end of a phenomenal episode. Um, and obviously we'll see. Uh, I mean, isn't it strange how you know last week we ended up with this um big kind of weighed cliffhanger? The um, what's the guys in the in the white masks called? Uh, that those guys were kind of back after him, and they were going to his house, and then they had like the pop yeah. shotgun sort of thing and all that and then we're like oh we can't wait to see what happens next week i'd like kind of as i was going through this episode i'd, I'd forgotten about that because this was just this was just so good it, 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 it's really weird how there's two plot lines where you know what's up what's happening next with adrian and what's happening next with wade didn't get either of those in this episode and it still ended up being really really good so uh i don't know how they managed to do that but obviously through good writing and everything else so um, yeah. yeah. So, because usually with most shows, if they have a cliffhanger like that, you'd be a bit disappointed if they're not kind of immediately addressed. Uh, end of the effing world season two. I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, interesting stuff. The way they've the way they've handled this season so far. So yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder how you know people that like hated Lost and all that sort of thing, which is you know a fair minority, whatever. I like Lost, whatever. But the people that didn't like it and are blaming you know maybe saying you know i'm not going to watch uh watchmen because of maybe lost failures and then lost oh. there i wonder what like if some of those people have been kind of convinced by because it's not just us who are giving the show praise it's most people who are watching the show on the internet at least from what i'm kind of reading over the last you know six weeks or whatever um i wonder if any of those kind of people that really dislike lindelof have given this show any sort of chance i doubt they kind of have because some people are really kind of stubborn in that sort of way but uh i just wonder if just purely through like word of mouth and press and everything that they've considered giving the show a chance um but i'm not really sure I, so yeah i don't know and you gotta bear in mind that lindelof wasn't the only person involved in lost i mean yeah, abrams yeah. was involved uh jeffrey lieber was involved in lot you know he wasn't there were three people that created that series not just mm-hmm. lindelof and lindelof and then went on to make um Leftovers. you know yeah. yeah leftovers as well which is also co-created i mean you know he, he has been a little hit and miss with some of his stuff it's fair to say but i'm he's interesting as a writer and you know i think when he when he hits the mark he's brilliant at it um, oh, yeah. and and admittedly he doesn't always hit the mark and lost itself yeah okay the ending wasn't great and it lost its way a bit in the middle but overall as a as a piece of work i think it's really interesting um so you know i I'd, I'd rather that people produce things and shoot for the stars and fail than just produce the same crap that everybody else does yeah. you know yeah um I, there's a, a a movie that i remember i think it was mark commode made the comment about um the robin williams movie what dream mail cut what dreams may come saying it it fails as a film but i wish everything failed this spectacularly well <laughs> um and which is i think a great statement and I, and I entirely agree with that sentiment you know if you if just don't don't be afraid to go for something if it doesn't hit that's fine you learn from that but 
you know, I'd rather that people did that and tried something and failed and then tried again than just churn out the same safe stuff that, uh, you know, million other procedurals that we've already seen, you know? So, yeah. And yeah. I, and with this, I think he's doing a fabulous job. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair with the whole Lost thing, like because Lost was one of the biggest shows in the history of television and there's millions of eyes on it, you're going to obviously get more attention for the slight mistakes that you make because more people are watching the show. Mm. Game of Thrones as well. If Game of Thrones was a much, much smaller show, uh, and it still was exactly the same. The people who were moaning about the mistakes would still be doing that, but it wouldn't be as many people because if it was a smaller show, that wouldn't it just simply wouldn't work that way. So yeah, yeah. Um, but let's move on to some emails. Uh, of course, you can send in your f- uh, feedback, questions, comments, thoughts. I'm sure you have some questions about Watchmen or some thoughts about Watchmen uh, or any of the other shows that we do, of course, or just to get in contact with Entertainment Talk. Uh, Matthew and Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter eTalk UK, uh, the contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, Jake's pretty much echoing what we've been saying, but uh, Jake says love this episode. Uh, from what both of you said last week about the show's ability to do bottle episodes, uh, they did it again this week with a big focus on Will, and I think we can just thoroughly agree with that. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it really is quite amazing that they're able to to do that, and I'm sure other shows have done it before. I'm I'm sure that Watchmen's not the only show that's ever done really big successful kind of sort of bottle episodes but um it's certainly the most recent example so yeah uh, can you think of any other shows that have done like really successful kind of bottle episodes um i'm trying to uh trying to think i mean some of walking deads have been good just not all of them yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) walking dead has done it well on occasion um i'm trying to think just going back through some of the bigger things um. Yeah, no, none, none of them. I can't think of any that immediately leap to mind. But that doesn't mean there aren't any. It just means my brain's not working today. <laughs> Mr. Robot's done that a little bit with uh, certain episodes. I remember last year they had not last year, last season. I think that was 2017. Um, season three. Uh, they did this like one shot episode in this big building, and I, I know it wasn't quite a bottle yeah. episode, but it was very, very focused on. Um, what's his name? Sam from the main character. That's his name, isn't it? Um, uh, 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 no, is it? No, because Sam Ishmael's the guy that writes it. Right. Um, Am I thinking of Sam from Atypical? Is that why I said Sam? I yeah, possibly. I, yeah. Yes, oh, I Elliot. Elliot. That's Elliot. it. Yes, yeah, I should they, remember they, that. Really, shouldn't I? Uh, <laughs> right. When they focused on basically him for that whole episode, and it was a one-shot episode, that was quite successful. So, mm. uh, and I'm not caught up on this season, so I don't know if they've done anything similar. So. Um, Hannah says, love the fact that this show isn't shying away from politics and racism. Yes, it's uh, still bad in 2019, but showing how bad it uh, still was in the past with the addition of the fictional Watchmen uh, was great this episode. Yeah, I think that um, with Hannah's additional point with, like, this isn't just a racism story. You have fictional Watchmen characters in there that you have to fit into that yeah. and still make it pretty good. And I think that they've... Uh, I mean the racism thing is part of the watchman in general so you've got that but um yeah you're not simply just telling a story like about racism or just about um politics and things like that you do have fictional vigilante characters that are in here as well uh, mm-hmm. one of literally who is you know racistly abused or almost hanged and killed 
yeah. uh, in this episode. So I think that, yeah, again, they're continuing to, to do that pretty well. And you will get people that obviously hate the show because of its politics and whatnot, but just uh, just ignore them. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, is my best advice. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's really good what they've managed to do so far. Uh, we got three episodes left, seven, eight, and nine, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know our last podcast is the 18th of December. That's just what I keep keeping in my mind. So... Um, yeah, we'll continue to be covering Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen will also be coming out a little bit earlier next week because there's no more Walking Dead, so we don't have uh, that on Wednesdays anymore. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you want to email us in about your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, um, and do it before the season's over. It's uh, got three episodes left, and we'll see how things go. But um, I'm pretty sure that they will stick the landing, given everything successful that they've done yeah. so far. So um, yeah, there we go. Uh, of course, you can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, if you, of course, want to also check out if, when, and where your favourite shows uh, come back or find out the latest film and TV news, David's got you covered on geektown.co.uk uh, and Geektown Radio on podcast form. So if you want your news in your weekly podcast form, uh, you can also do that as well on Geektown Radio uh, iTunes and podcast services. So get subscribed, go on the website, have a look around, and uh, see what's what's going on. So, uh, and of course, do the same on entertainmenttalk.org as well. Um, go on the website and see what's uh, see what's about. We're coming to the end, roughly, of a busy period, which is nice in a way. But uh, lots of mid-season finales, lots of things to still discuss, uh, and of course, we've got The Witcher coming out as well. So another show that starts with W. Um, yeah. yeah, next month. So look out for that as well. Uh, that will, yeah, start the week that this podcast finishes, won't it? The 18th and then the the 20th for the Friday. So yeah. uh, we'll go from from one show to another. Anyway, you can find you can support sorry the podcast uh, and entertainment talk on Patreon. We have a one dollar and three dollar level tiers. Have a look out for those. Those might be of interest to you. Uh, Amazon affiliate link if you're thinking of doing Christmas shopping or buying something for yourself or both uh, you can use our affiliate link we'll get a small cut of what you spend it won't cost you anything extra iTunes feeds please rate review and subscribe to those again if you've got any problems with the website the iTunes feeds please let me know uh, word of mouth please tell your friends family people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds uh, lots of discussion around Watchmen at the moment so if you see any discussion about Watchmen um, please be sure to mention our podcast as well because we're still here doing this so please be sure to mention the podcast um, social media please share them on Facebook retweet them on Twitter and if you're allowed to put them in, put them in different Facebook groups and last thing, video games, if you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer, and look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you for the sec- second, sorry, third to last uh, episode next week for episode 7, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.